0: You do feel that responsibility as a leader to give feedback, to help your team, to nurture them, to allow them to be able to grow under your guidance, right? But you often forget that there's also something really great that can happen when they have the ability to also give you feedback. Firstly, it allows you as a leader to continue to grow and to be open and have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. But also for that person to feel like they have a voice that they can give you that, like I can imagine that would also feel how to not just practice feedback, but build a real culture of it.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast, brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am Tasha, joined by, of course, the one and only lovely Linda. Hey, T. And that uh, sounds exciting, Linda. I like feedback.
0: Good feedback yeah. or all, sides, all well, I guess
1: of yeah. feedback? <laughs> yeah, a really good point you make. Uh, well, look, I think everyone likes hearing nice things about themselves ultimately, but we are here to talk about not just getting good feedback about yourself, but um, both good and maybe not so good or what we might call constructive feedback.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I like what you said there. It's not about just giving feedback. It's about creating that culture of feedback, which, um, yeah, what, what, what do you mean by culture of feedback?
0: Yeah, so I guess what we just said, you know, there's practicing feedback, but then there's also building a culture around it. And we see those as two different things. And I think that they're both really, really good. And if you are practicing feedback in your organization, then that's great Mm -hmm. because a lot of organizations aren't, or they're doing it at the bare minimum. And by practicing feedback, I mean like actually having dedicated sessions that incorporate real feedback in them. So Practicing feedback could look like role plays, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, role plays don't come without feedback, right? It's a two-part thing. Um, You know, things like quarterly reviews, sessions that are held to incorporate feedback that sometimes uh, is unwanted Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that session is there to get the feedback whether you like it or not, right? When we talk about building a culture of feedback, we talk about feedback that is welcomed and uh, wanted by all team members in the team, yep. and it happens in every daily conversation. Maybe not every daily, but in daily conversations that okay. we have.
1: All right. So is traditionally this um, practice of feedback generally like from a manager to a, you know, someone you know, quote unquote, beneath them or someone that they manage? Yeah. Or are we talking like different ways?
0: Yeah. So there's different like levels to this, but definitely different. Um, like levels, yeah, if okay.
1: you will. Yeah. All right. So traditionally feedback is like manager to the team member. Yeah. And it's that standard like one way might be at a performance review or like annually or biannually or like after
0: like – shit hits the fan like you make a mistake or gonna give you feedback oh really thanks yeah i realize okay yeah. but i hear what you mean to um to kind of put it into perspective like when we talk about like traditional ways of feedback microsoft is a really good example for this mm-hmm. um so before one of the ceos i can't remember her name now but before she came along they had really toxic culture and what they actually did was they ranked performance based on a tiered system and people were put in categories like high performing and low performing. And ultimately the low performing ones were always at some point fired. And so they had this really like toxic culture of feedback. Um, and so she banned obviously that, but banned the word feedback in its own because it had such a negative connotation within the company. Um, and turned it into not this set process of feedback, but then something that's incorporated into daily ongoing okay. conversations. Yeah, that's like what we're that. talking about today. Yeah, yeah, I like
1: that. So what, is that, what does that look like in terms of picking up a you know feedback culture and turning it into daily conversations? What does that look like for a business? How could they start doing it? What are we doing here that makes that
0: actually work for us? I think we are still working on that. Like Mm. we still look at what feedback looks like and we're incorporating it more and more into conversations that we have. Um, that's a good question. So at Red Pandas, what it looks like, firstly, it's built on psychological safety, right? Because for us, it moves away from that peer to peer, sorry, that, um manager, manager to, to
1: employee type of relationship yeah yep.
0: yeah and we try and extend it beyond that mm-hmm. so it is peer-to-peer like you and me for example so yeah. for those listening like tasha and i we openly give each other feedback i'd say we do it all the time like yeah whenever we notice something as well yeah it is yeah whether it's uh, a session that we've had together like in a role play or whether it's um after a podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> after a podcast maybe yeah, yeah. it's com- comms that we've had with someone mm-hmm. else we'll always pull each other to the side mm-hmm. if we feel like we can try and offer value to that person yeah then we will
1: and we have i guess from a peer-to-peer point of view linda we definitely have this relationship and like you're right it comes from that psychological safety value uh, value and that we have here at red pandas that we say look in radical candor which we've talked about before where we come to the party and say, I'm going to share some feedback with you. Is that all right? Most of the time it's a yes. And also it's coming from a high place of care mm. and being direct. So I'm not wish washing around what I'm saying to you. And it's coming from a place of care. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it because I want to come at you, but I genuinely care for you and I, you know, I want you to do better. All right. Sorry, just do better, you know, just do better. No, I yeah. I want you to see it from another point of view. Yeah. And I think one thing that we have really like really nicely with each other is that, um, yeah, we have that genuine care for each other and empathy so that when we share that feedback, we know that it's it's not that we're coming at each other type of thing.
0: I think as well it helps because we know each other so well now Mm. so we know how each other will respond to that feedback. I feel like when you and I give each other feedback, it's not like – you know, this is what I thought you can do this next time. Mm. It's more like, hey, these were my thoughts that I felt like you got this, but I just wanted to share what yeah. I thought on that. Yeah, I like that. And so it it feels not aggressive yeah. when we're giving each other feedback. And like it's more it conversational. It feels caring.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <I> love <laughs> it. On, on that note of getting obviously like, uh, you know, p to peer feedback, not just top down. Linda mentioned role plays before. So, yeah, we do these weekly role plays within the business and we role play out like scenarios that either someone's having a challenge with or we're stuck somewhere, or we just wanna grow. We just wanna grow on a a skill, a communication skill. So we role play and it is in the entire, like the core team's virtual um, because it's on a Monday. Anyway, that was random, but (laughs) it's a virtual role play. And we have this, um, you know, format where everyone goes and after you've gone, you technically ask that first person before any other feedback comes around, what did you like about your role play? And everyone shares one good thing about what they like for themselves and so then everyone true. adds yeah. something. Like, you don't have to give feedback if you don't have it in the moment. The beauty of a role play is that whoever goes first is always going to be pretty shit at it and it's just going to get better and better, right? Because you're, yeah. you're, you're watching the first person go. Yeah. But I feel like, Linda, having since we've implemented those role plays internally, the culture of feedback has really gone up.
0: And you know what, with that, you've also like, that's such a good point to you because within the role play right now, we have people from different departments, you know, in different roles. Mm -hmm. And so everyone feels comfortable to give everyone feedback in that moment. It's like those hierarchical like perspectives that you might have outside of a role play. They don't really feel like those barriers are there. Yeah, And you do see everybody giving everyone feedback Mm -hmm. and Maybe it works for us right now because it's the size of our team. Like I anticipate as we grow one day, inevitably as we are growing, mm-hmm. right, like we might break off role plays so they're more relevant for different departments. Yep. So you might see that less yep. um, and maybe just within departments. But right now, yeah, in those sessions, everybody's giving everyone feedback and yeah. no one feels scared to do it or like their opinion isn't valid or justified.
1: Yeah. No, that's a really good point you make. I think the size of the team we have now, p to p feedback is manageable and we can – Keep going with it. However, one thing that I wanted to mention in this episode, which I remember reading in um, No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings, a uh, Netflix blog, was um, because he's a CEO of the business and he was making all these decisions and not getting any real feedback on him as a leader and as a you know decision maker, he was making poor decisions and right. no one was challenging him on them. Yeah. So uh, with, I think, a HR consultant at the time, they implemented this thing called a you know, circle of feedback so they essentially had dedicated sessions for feedback every six or 12 months. Everyone, everyone took a part of it. And it was an opportunity for employees to give their direct management or leadership feedback mm. on them. It was an opportunity for an employee. So this is like let's we were talking about one way before, manager to employee. Now we're talking about employee to manager. So bottom up, if you will, feedback to your manager, to your leader. Yeah. Dedicated time for it. Because you said something really cool before, Linda. It's like when you're a leader and you give feedback to your team, um, that's very traditional. That's very normal. That's expected, really. Mm-hmm. As a leader, you're there to mentor and guide and grow your team. Therefore, you give feedback and yeah. guidance. But we now are facing this um, almost, I guess you could say, perceived, what did you call it before, perceived barrier around Now my, like I want, okay, I go to my team member okay, now give me feedback. And they're like, oh yeah, you're doing a good job manager. Like they're they're like, they're not used to having it turned back around. Yeah. So what we're talking about here of a circle of feedback or a dedicated time for this collective feedback is giving our team members opportunities to give us feedback as well. Yeah. And you and I were talking before as well that we are going to start implementing this with our team members. Yeah we are going to be asking for feedback. And I feel like it can be
0: easy to forget that tip because you do feel that responsibility as a leader to give feedback, to help your team, to nurture them, to allow them to be able to grow under your guidance, right? But you often forget that there's also something really great that can happen when they have the ability to also give you feedback. Mm -hmm. Firstly, it allows you as the leader to continue to grow and to be open and have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. But also for that, person to feel like they have a voice that they can give you that yeah. like I can imagine that would also feel really nice like I think myself if Moby was to ask me like and he, he you know what he does a really does, good job yeah. at that he does feel good and at that. now that we talk about it you really notice it hey yeah but when he does ask you like do you, maybe not do you have any feedback for me but he'll ask what do you think or you know something that's more organic yeah but it really allows you to feel like you have yeah. a valid voice so it's a good point you make Linda and I think we wouldn't be
1: having this conversation today of creating a culture of feedback if you know Moby and Sophie
0: didn't give that like facilitate that within the business and I can imagine that there is a loop here as well yeah where you know if you're also asking your team to give you feedback on how you're doing then it will also in turn make them more open to request feedback from you as well yeah because it's this circle that it yeah. just kind of goes around, yeah. But
1: what makes it work, Linda? So there's one thing you said before, like for this to actually work at an organisation, in a team, you know, you can't just walk in and be like, give me feedback. Like first of all, we need to leave our egos at the door, which yeah. is a huge ask, especially yeah. for a high-performance team yeah. like us. And especially when it's in a collective group a setting collective as well. Group setting. Yeah, like it is hard. And I'll be honest, I've been we've been in a collective group setting before and I've been given <laughs> direct feedback from my team and yep. my leadership, which definitely touched my ego. And like, if you know me from a bar of soap, which is most people, <laughs> like I'm level 10 energy most of the time, unless you come at my ego. And yep. I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, that hurt. Yeah. And like, I, I am what I am, you know what I mean? I'm not, yep. I wasn't going to come at anyone for it, but I knew that when that feeling of, I guess you could say, when when you, when you can remember that feeling, you know that there's growth there so true. That's that whole saying, we say it all the time, that tension precedes the breakthrough. Yeah. So that bit of tension precedes, yeah, tension precedes the breakthrough. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) (laughs) That bit of tension I had with my ego feeling like it was being, Mm. I know it wasn't being come at, I get it, Yeah. but it felt like that because it was just challenging me, right, challenging me in a way that it was, first of all, in a group setting, which can sometimes feel, yeah, you know,
0: it's so not embarrassing. It's just it's just different. It's a different feeling, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, yeah. And it can like, also be harder as well when you are getting feedback on something that you consider your specialty or something that you're really good at. Yeah, yeah. And then you get feedback when you're like, oh, wait, hold on, I'm not as good as I think. But it's not even that. It's uh, like yeah. like – you know, as you say it out loud, you think, well, fire out. Like we all have things to learn. We're never going to reach like a pinnacle and we have nothing else exactly. to learn. Exactly. So like who do we
1: think we are? <laughs> exactly. And that's what I mean. Like you have that moment of tension. You go, okay, cool. Lean into that. I feel that. Yeah. I know why I feel that way. I'm aware of it. And I move on. And I think I have, mm. a, I have a role in this business to lead like that. Yeah. Like how can I expect to give my team candid and radical feedback and then be okay with it if I can't accept it myself? Yeah. So it's kind of like, suck it up, Tasha. You got to do this. (laughs) Got to cop that one on the chin, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I'm better for it. I'm better for it. And in that situation, I know that the team, we grew from it. We got a sale out of that, actually, to be quite honest. Oh, a role play that we recently did. That role play that came at my ego, we got a sale out of that role play. Love that. So that's just proof in the pudding that feedback of culture doesn't just affect everyone's professional development and, like, happiness. Yeah. But it's affected the sale of our business. Yeah. Sales in our business, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's mad. Yeah. I love shit that. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else needs to happen Linda like for yep. us to be able to give how, create this culture of feedback what what do we need to do and well,
0: have? Well, we of course need to be mindful of how we deliver that feedback and yeah. making sure that it's timely because it can be very very easy to go to um critical type or you know um more negative type feedback yeah. and do that in a way where you go back to a situation that happened and you talk about that situation and yeah. you leave it there. Yeah. So it's very easy to talk about things that happened in the past, Okay. but shifting from just things that happened in the past to try and incorporate the future into that conversation mm-hmm. is important. So what I mean by that mm-hmm. is when you're actually delivering your feedback, try and focus just a small percentage of that feedback. Yeah. Into what happened in the past, yep. and then talk about where you are now, and like tips or yeah. guidance for the future. So yep. we read online that, um, and we really liked this. There was this really awesome article that ten um, percent should be focused on the past, twenty percent on the present, and seventy percent on the future. Yeah,
1: because if you think about it, and I've got a, I've got like a mini example I can share. If you think about it, it we don't need to harp on about something that's happened. Yeah, we don't need to go like we acknowledge that it's happened. That's cool. This is this is how we don't want it to happen again. Like how we're going to change some outcomes, mm. and then where it's actually going to take us. That's where we should spend most of the time focusing on what what's the journey that's going to get us there and where are we going? Yeah. As opposed to like it's like when you have a fight with your partner and you keep going on over and over and over about the same like thing, rehashing that happened in the, the past. same thing. And it's
0: like, like I get it now. I'm defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. And.
1: Sean's the defensive one.
0: <laughs> Here we yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your shit at home. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, after yeah, the yeah.
1: podcast. Because <laughs> it's like you don't let the moment go. And it's like, hmm, right, okay, I'm learning, <laughs> podcast learning. Yeah. So in this example I had a team member that said something to another team member that was misconstrued and it was said, said in a way that wasn't rude, it just was misconstrued. Yeah. Now I know this team member, I've known them for a long time and when I saw what had unfolded I was like, hmm, that needs some feedback. Yeah. Now I couldn't do it in the time and in the moment because it was in a very public for public setting, mm-hmm. and you. I think you need to. When we, I wasn't looking for a collective feedback. Yeah. Moment. Then. Yeah. I needed to give this team member timely feedback about a specific item. One on one. One on one. Like it had to be done that way. And again, that's my uh, that's my um, responsibility as a leader to make sure that I know when to give the right type of feedback. Mm. So I waited for the right time, gave this person the feedback that they needed to hear, and, again, it came from a place of caring. It was just acknowledging what had happened, acknowledging why I think it happened Mm. and and being, like, in the present. And then I use use scenarios of, like, if it was me, this is how I would approach it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was in your situation, this is how I would have tackled it. You know, I know you're going to do that anyway. Yeah. However, this is how you know you can move forward to make sure something like that not so much just doesn't happen again. It's just so that you you grow conscious of it and you're conscious of it because we're all like like I said, high performance culture we have here. Mm. Feedback culture has to go hand in hand. You can't be a high performer without getting feedback and reviewing
0: and assessing and being critical of the feedback that you're getting. I think without getting too specific as well. Being able to tie that feedback to a goal that they're working towards shows that That's you care and you're thinking about that goal. Yeah, You know, if someone is wanting to become a – a An effective leader, yeah. you know what I mean? And then yeah. that feedback ties into how they can better become a leader. Tying that back to the future goal yeah. is a really great way yeah. to lower the defense mechanism because you're yeah. showing that you're really thinking of their goals and how to get there. Part of why leaders have responsibilities to do that. If you are a leader
1: and you're listening to this, you have a responsibility to the team you manage or lead to give them timely feedback that's tied into what Linda just said, their goals yeah. and where they're moving towards.
0: Time really is really important as well. You're doing them a disservice. So how
1: soon after that Yeah, incident? look, I'm a, I'm a big fan of as soon as possible. Yes. As soon as humanly possible, that's acceptable. Like I said, I couldn't do it in that moment because it was too public. Um, and then I think we were out and about. I prefer to give feedback. If it if it's constructive feedback like that, I prefer it to be face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So like over a coffee. In a podcast, for I'm going to tell you something later. No, I'm joking. I don't have any feedback for you. Um, <laughs>
0: Love that for me. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, no,
1: it's, I just, I prefer face to face because you can read my body language. You can pick up on my vibe. Yeah. I can read your body language. I can pick up on your vibe. I can sense things. Um, You know, and it's just more human, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah. obviously, in this digital world, and we're all working quite virtual, give that feedback as soon as it's needed. Sometimes yeah. feedback's needed right then and there because yeah. it's like, that's a type of behavior that if it keeps going will really affect you. Not yep. so much as like, cool, it affects a business, but we are a group of humans working at a business and I care more about your like mental well-being and growth in terms of who you are as opposed mm. to like making sure the job gets done.
0: Yeah. A, do you know yep. what I mean? Yeah.
1: So it it has to be timely and I too think there's an, a balance of like, I hate saying it, but common sense yeah. to know when you give that feedback.
0: Yeah. I wonder what your thoughts are, Tate um, you know, on the topic of like it being timely, right. Let's say you have a one-on-one session with the person that you uh, want to give feedback to. Would you wait for that one-on-one or deliver it sooner? The reason I ask that is because I can recall a time where I was, uh, given feedback and it was like a, a quarterly or a, um, maybe a six monthly catch up. Mm. Right. And the feedback had been held onto until that session. And I remember what that did to me was just like, really like my wall just came straight up because I started thinking like, why wasn't this raised sooner? Like how long have you been thinking that has that affected everything else that I've been doing and just instantly like you know my guard went up and I wasn't so receptive to the feedback because yeah. all these other thoughts started flooding
1: you think how can you hold on to that for so long like yeah. what, what else are you holding on to for this yeah long? yeah what are you not being psychologically transparent and safe with me about so yeah on that note no Linda it needs to be brought up like I said sooner the better yeah we have one-on-ones with our team members weekly or fortnightly at Red Pandas if it's something that I think is small enough like my gut tells me it's small enough. It can wait. That's fine. It'll wait till the next one on one. If it's not, it'll be effective immediately. Like as soon as Good I point. can get in that conversation with them. If it's anything bigger than like, oh God, I've got to tell them now, then it, you make a meeting for it. Yeah. You say to someone, hey, I've got some feedback I need to share with you now. Have you got 10 minutes. Yeah. I've got to do it by the end of the day. Have you got 20 minutes. Like I've had, we know that Moby hates it when we go into his calendar and say, just to catch up, like, you know, we've got to tell him what we're catching up about, right? <laughs> yeah. And Sometimes it's like I need to catch up with you on some feedback. Like I need to give you this feedback now, type yeah. of thing. It can't wait mm. for for whatever reason. That doesn't happen often, but for whatever reason, positive feedback on the other hand is embraced and it's given all the time, any time, most of the time. Like yeah, that's we we want that. We want people to know when they've done good. Yeah, because we know how much um, those accolades and that type of positive reinforcements improves everyone's behavior and just overall happiness at work. Mm. Like when you get recognized for your efforts, I have a stat here somewhere, but it's like people are more inclined to work harder if they get recognized for their efforts. Duh. You don't need yep. a stat. That's just like common sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we we embrace the positive feedback. I think on a daily basis, it's definitely in daily um, conversations. Yeah,
0: I agree. We've been talking a lot about the difficult part of feedback, but you're so right, T, like this includes positive feedback as well. Yeah. You have to make space for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I think we spoke a little bit about the language and the delivery. Um, Is there anything else, T, that you want to mention on that? Obviously delivery is important as well. Like we spoke about it being timely and, you know, I'd probably say just keep it like um positive as yeah. my, even when you're delivering negative feedback
1: try and keep it positive. You have a really good point around 10% of the past, the 20% and then the 70% and where you can keep it um you know appreciative and positive and you know um thankful in a way like if you approach something with gratitude and like directiveness it it comes out it comes out that way. Yeah. It's when we start getting defensive and we start getting accusatory or mm. we start coming from a place of authority. Yeah. You shouldn't have done this. I actually hate the word should. I'm trying to stop using the word should in my okay. vocabulary All right. altogether. I don't know why. but Just like for everything. Should. Yeah. Should. Okay. No more. I'll join you. I must not use the word should okay. anymore. There we go. Like, you know, I shouldn't use it. I must not use it. Okay. I difference it. There? Very good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I would just <laughs> focus on positive language. Yeah. When you're giving that feedback. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, awesome. All right. All right. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but if you are coming to our event on the 31st of October or if it's already out and you are interested in learning more about the event that we had on the 31st of October, (laughs) reach out to us, redpandas.com.au, connect with us on LinkedIn, watch our socials, do all the stuff. If you've got some feedback about our podcast episodes, any of them, Definitely go and rate us more than 2.3 stars on Spotify. That would be great. (laughs) Or shoot us up with some uh, feedback. We'd love to hear it. Thank you so much, Linda, as always. Thanks, T.